Good morning, listeners. Good morning. I hope you slept well. I can see these temperatures are getting cooler, but at least it lends for a nice sleep. I tell you, nothing like a good blanket. So good morning and welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Jamie. Jamie is a new listener, and oh, wait, I want to welcome Saudi Arabia. We've added Saudi Arabia to our listening group. Yay, and welcome. And also welcome, Jamie. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I'm well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, for I can't walk alone. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, and accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is and not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. We beseech you, God of mercy and love, to watch over this family of ours. May every member of our family be wholly devoted to you. In your kindness, guard us from every evil. Amen. And also, please shine your light upon our family. Give us strength to overcome all the difficulties that we are dealing with now and protect us against any and all problems that we may encounter in the future. Amen. Amen. Psalm 22, verse 21. I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. Luke chapter 9 verse 48, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me, for the least among all of you is the greatest. Amen. Second Timothy Chapter 3, verse 16. 
All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Wow. And Luke chapter 4, verse 17, and these are scriptures from forward day by day. Um, Luke chapter 4, verse 17, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. Amen. We are to talk to everyone we can about our special calling that all of us have. Let's do the 23rd Psalm, always so comforting. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup indeed runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how our relationship with the Lord affects what and how we hear from him. Stay right there. You don't want to miss this. I thought this was beautiful from praying in his name. I'm going to squeeze it in. It says the New Testament clearly presents Jesus as the cornerstone of the new and living temple that God is building. As Christ's followers, we are living stones, integral parts of a structure that is being built to last forever. Together, we form the temple in which God dwells, join to Christ as the cornerstone, and to our brothers and sisters, we are living stones cemented together by bonds of faith. And in this way, we both find and become a place of refuge. It is God's intention that when we experience him, that we draw strength and hope from Christ and from those who love him, standing firm in our faith when life is difficult. We do not want to revert to old habits and patterns of behavior that make it clear that we are pinning our hopes not on God, but on other relationships, sense of prosperity, our success. 
What if the stock market were to crash next week? What if a spouse is diagnosed with a chronic or debilitating illness? What if a child dies? Where will we find refuge when everything in this world collapses? So listeners, let's ask God today to give us a vision for what it means to both take refuge in him and to become a refuge for others as we link our lives to his faith. Amen. As we link our lives to his in faith. Okay, now, the answer to how does our relationship with the Lord affect what and how we hear from him. Our relationship with God, the most important aspect of our lives, affects greatly what we hear when we pray and listen. The only message an unbeliever will ever hear from God is that he is a sinner who needs Jesus as his Savior. And until that person knows Christ as his personal Messiah, he will not hear God speak on any subject other than salvation. In the life of a believer, the speaker-hearer relationship has two main features. Number one, we are saved. When by faith we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, the Bible says that we are born again. God takes us from the kingdom of darkness and places us into the kingdom of light. We become children of God. Our salvation experience begins our relationship with him. Jesus is now my personal, faithful, and merciful high priest. He is my father with whom I enjoy intimate communication. I no longer have to stand on the perimeter, squinting into the distance for a glimpse of his presence. Jesus has paid the price of my relationship with God through his shed blood so that now I am a full member of his own family, sitting daily before him, totally secure in my relationship. Second, we are identified with him. Our salvation takes care of our eternal security. While our identification takes us, takes care of our daily walk of victory, by identification, I mean that Christ's life is now mine and mine is his. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. What happened to Christ at Calvary also happened to me. Christ was crucified, I was crucified. Christ was buried, I was buried. Christ was raised, I am raised. Through my identification with him, I come gladly and boldly knowing that I am accepted, not by my behavior, but because of my belief in him 
and in what he has already accomplished. Thus, I can approach him with confidence and great assurance. Relationship with the Lord is key. Stay there. We'll be right back. Let's command our morning with this daily devotional. Prayer is a spiritual force. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Prayer is a kingdom technology and spiritual weapon of mass destruction against evil. In the natural technology is the actual application of scientific methodologies, especially a systemic, industrial, or commercial objectives. Prayer is the application of heaven's methodologies that systematically bring to pass God's plan for man. Prayer is a spiritual force that exerts and exercises continuous and decisive influence on both the natural and spiritual worlds, affecting change within its systems and inhabitants. Therefore, prayer should be the salient feature of every believer's life strategy. Without it, we are doomed. With it, we are more than a conqueror. Amen. Pray with me. Thank you for being a God who hears and answers prayer. I stand today as more than a conqueror because of the power of the cross. I seek you daily in prayer and I declare that your plans will be made manifest in my life. I take the limits off of thinking and advance into a new territory. I declare that your kingdom agenda for my life ministry, my loved ones, my workplace, my community, and my nation will be established because of the power of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. This is how we pray, Saudi Arabia. This is how we pray. And God's way, day by day, It says healing and restoration. Psalm 73, verse 26. God is the strength of my heart. If you go into a new relationship, personal, career-related, church-related, with the thought that I'll find love here and everything will be all right, well, you might be disappointed. Looking to, looking to the love or appreciation of another person to solve your problem should be a giant clue to you that the problem is not one that the other's love or appreciation can solve. The problem lies within you. 
Something is festering deep within. And until that something is addressed, is cleansed, healed, or restored, you will not be in a healthy position either to receive love fully or to give love generously. Mm, Interesting. Go to God, listeners, and express your feelings. Ask him to reveal the real nature of your problem and to heal you at its root cause. Amen. God's promise for your life. 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. We are in him who is true and his son, Jesus Christ. We have been shown all the way of acceptance on every page of the life of Jesus. It sprang from love and trust. He set his face like a flint toward Jerusalem. He took up the cross of his own will. No one could take his life from him. He deliberately laid it down. He calls us to take up our crosses. And that is a different thing from capitulation or resignation. It is a glad and voluntary yes. Amen. God's purpose for your life. They're talking about a good word. Proverbs 16, verse 20. He who gives attention to the word will find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. If you need a good word today, listeners, remember that the Bible always has something worthy, edifying, and profound to say to you. I've often found that God leads me to exactly the right passage when I need it most. He also reminds me of principles that he's already taught me so that I'll be able to apply them in the circumstances that arise throughout the day. The wonder of God's word is that through it, the Holy Spirit reveals countless layers of insight and meaning to you and can address an infinite number of areas in your life. But the most important thing the Holy Spirit does through Scripture is grow your relationship with Christ. The more you comprehend His character and ways, the better you trust Him. And likewise, you mature in your understanding of who He created you to be. God's word is always a sure and absolute foundation for you. It doesn't change even when the storms blow and the world around you is shifting or confusing and unstable. Therefore, go to scripture for the good word you need. Receive the insight and strength that you seek and build your life on the foundation that never fails. Amen. Be sure to read Matthew chapter 7. And Jesus, thank you for your wonderful word. Speak to me through it, Lord. Amen. We'll be back in a moment with a little bit more. Stay right there. Thank you. 
just want to say thank you, Lord, for yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you for your tender care. Today and tomorrow, we know you'll be there. Thank you, Lord, for every plight. Thank you, Lord, it will turn out right. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, in every way. Amen. And now, trusting God day by day, quotes James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Consider it wholly joyful. Listeners, I'm sure that we know a lot of people with amazing stories of the way God has worked in their lives. And we love to hear a great testimony But we also know that behind every extraordinary account of someone's life lies some kind of challenge or difficulty. No one has ever had a testimony without a test. We must pass all kinds of tests as we go through lives and passing them is part of never giving up. It's vital for us to understand the important role that tests and trials play in our lives because understanding them helps us endure them and actually be strengthened by them. Everything God permits us to go through will ultimately be good for us, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how unfair it is or how difficult it is. When we encounter tests and trials, If we embrace them and refuse to run from them, we will learn some lessons that will help us in the future and definitely make us stronger. One reason that we have to go through trials is to test our quality. And that's from 1 Peter chapter 4. Often we find ourselves wishing that we had the faith of sister and so-and-so or brother so-and-so. And I can assure you, if they have a strong and vibrant faith, they did not develop it easy. Just as muscles are strengthened through exercise, firm faith comes from the furnace of affliction. Sometimes people will say, Oh, I wish I had the kind of ministry that so-and-so has. Well, you don't get it by wishing. These people didn't see what we were feeling, and they couldn't hold on one more second. They were begging God to help them and not to let them quit or give up. They don't know the tests and trials that all of us have faced along the way. No one who does anything worthwhile for God has traveled an easy road. So just know that. Let me repeat that. No one who does anything worthwhile for God has traveled an easy road. Doing great things for God requires character. Raising my hand and character is developed by passing life's 
tests and staying faithful to him through the trials. That's all. Stay faithful through the trials. Trust in him. God has a unique plan for your life. Trust him when you go through tests, knowing that you are just being strengthened and prepared for great things that he has planned specifically for you. Amen. Glory. (laughs) As they say, glory. Okay, we'll read some more from that tomorrow. Excellent. And now, let us gaze up to heaven. Let's clasp our hands together in prayer and just pray with me. Dear Lord, my prayer today is one of praise for your grace. I praise you for grace covering me when I was oblivious to your hand working in my life. I glorify you for the ministering angels I did not recognize, but they listened to your voice of grace and not my voice of self-will. I praise you, Father, for your saving grace, which protected me from my youthful foolishness to bring me into a life of divine purpose. And I praise you for the wisdom to know it was your grace that pursued me and prevented the adversary from destroying your plan for my life. Amen. Father, I praise you for the power of grace. When mediocrity attempts to seep into my spirit, it's grace that speaks and tells me who you created me to be. When the adversary creates battles in my mind, grace attacks his thoughts and replaces them with your words of peace, hope, and joy. When I feel like my life is on hold, grace reminds me that you have an appointed time for all things. And when I feel alone, grace fills me with your spirit of love. As I reflect on the spiritual archives of my life, I can see the story of grace written on every page. I can see the places where the adversary was attempting to lead me and the traps that were set. My downfall was scheduled and manipulated by him, but your grace stepped in and prevented his assault. I glorify you for teaching me, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I praise you for my weakness that surrenders to your grace. Lord, I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory for your perfect gift of grace. It's just another expression of your unconditional love. It cannot be earned. We know it cannot be repaid. You bless me, you protect me, and you lead me with your grace. And for that, I give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
Psalm 84, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Amen. We're walking uprightly, listeners. We're walking uprightly, O Lord. We're walking uprightly. And we're going to continue on that path. Thank you for coming to pray with me. I love it. I enjoy it. And God willing, I'll be here every morning to do it. So come back tomorrow. We'll do it again. Bye for now.